Welcome to the Arrogant Healthcare Marketing Bastards podcast for the week of February 25th, 2013. This is show number 183, and I am Adam Meyer, Creative Director for Interval. And joining me today in studio is... Katie Struder, Content Marketing Specialist for Interval. Jackie Rotaco, Account Manager with Interval. R, I think, was the proper grammar, but is it is? I think it Joining me today in studio is... That'd be is, right? Katie and Jackie. Joining me in the studio today is... Well, it feels like it is R, but it sounds right. R means that it's going to be followed by something plural. Right. R group. R group. group. You're probably right. It sounded weird. (laughs) Moving right along. (laughs) Well, no, it's good to get that right. I think think is is right. I think R is right. What? Yeah. All right. Well, what do? (laughs) If I said R, I would have to say like... The uh, the women of interval, right? You should, yeah, are the ladies. But since I'm handing it off show. to one person, it's then no, because there's is. two of us, so it, it has to be R, right? Are Katie and Jackie? Katie and Jackie. But I didn't say yeah, it. I handed it Katie off to a Jackie. single person. I'm handing it off to you. So, oh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hopefully, we'll get some really great feedback on that. First if you part think of that. I'm wrong, <laughs> please use the hashtag. I'm just kidding. All right. So, well, thanks for joining us. Um, what do we have for updates? We've got Chris is speaking somewhere. What's the, what's the deal? He is speaking somewhere from his computer, actually, because it's a webinar mm-hmm. um, for the Forum for Healthcare Strategists. And it looks like it is Wednesday, March 6th, which when this podcast airs will be just about a week out. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is on new healthcare ventures and branding, finding the right path. Um, and it is with Melissa Tizon from... Um, Providence Health and Services and Swedish Health Services and Chris. So um, we will put a link to that in our show notes. Yes, you will. But you guys should sign up for it. I'm sure it'll be a good one. Cool. Yeah. And uh, the other update that we have is just kind of an interesting ad that we think you should check out. Um, we're not going to like delve into it, but we think you should go check it out. So we'll post it in our show notes. And it's an ad. It was posted on Ad Week. That's how I found it. But it's an ad <laughs> urging doctors to work in Africa and it is only audible through a stethoscope. So it's sending these little, it looks like just a little package almost, that you put your stethoscope against, and it plays this little, almost this PSA advertisement type of thing that tries to make these international doctors want to go um, work in Africa because they have a major problem there with not having enough um, doctors. And um, there's some startling statistic in the video that I watched that um, a huge percentage of doctors trained in Africa leave Africa to go practice. So hmm. big problem cool. that they're trying to solve. So it was just a really <clears throat> neat um, use of technology. Um, you have to have a stethoscope to hear the ad. So, so was cool. this, was it, Which I, I briefly not. looked at is was it a, was it like a direct mail piece or was it yeah. in a publication? Mm-hmm. Of some? Yep. They okay. sent it to, yep. So yeah, you, so you slap the stethoscope up to this thing and you could yep. hear it play. Yep. So I, it's just like really quiet. I wonder if you could hear it if you put it up to your ear, even without a stethoscope. I think, it, yeah, you might. I don't know. It requires pressure. Okay. And then I assume it's probably just really quiet. I love the description in here in this Adweek article. It says the ad is a mailer rigged with a pressure-activated thingy. <laughs> doohickey. Technical <was> the- <laughs> jargon, a doohickey. Yeah, I saw that. Nobody nice. really knows what it so, is. So, yeah, just in case everyone wanted to know. Well, that's so, yeah, interesting. Check that's it cool. Out. That is cool, mm-hmm. yeah. Actually, it's on that note, I've got a, my wife and I started using this list app. Um, it's just, it's made for like couples called avocado. And one oh, of the like things the that, veggie, 
Or like the veggie. The, okay. Yeah. Well, the name of the app is Avocado, but it's all for like managing lists between each other. Yeah. It's just, it's basically like a social network for two. Um, so it's got like chat stuff and oh, list cool. management and calendars, that kind of thing. Um, but one of the features is you can hug or kiss your partner with it. Oh. So you get this, you push oh, a little funny. button and it sends them a hug. But in order to like complete the action, you have to like, it says you're supposed to hold your phone to your chest, like hug oh it. Oh my God. Um, really? but, I mean, you could also just put your hand over it because it uses the proximity sensor in there. Oh, is this going to replace any sort of actual hugs or kisses now? In, like, well, it has for world? us. We don't ever touch at all. Now, so <laughs> we just. Well, what's this world coming to? We do yeah. eye hugs now. But that is cute. Yeah. So, but the whole pressure and proximity thing made me think about that. Yeah. Uh, so the cool. other thing on the agenda was an interesting article that came from Fast Company on the world's top 10 most innovative companies in healthcare. And uh, we're not going to go through all 10. We'll put the, show, uh, the link in the show notes so you can check it out. Uh, but we picked out a few that we thought were interesting, uh, just individually. And uh, we're going to talk about those. So who wants to start? Jackie, you want to go first? Sure. I um, Number seven on the list in the article is Walgreens. So I'll read their little blurb on. And were these, I can't remember, were these in an order? These were in like no order in the article or were they in an order? It doesn't seem like they were in an order. So it's I just, it's it's just, just like 10 like that are cool. Yeah. Okay. I think well, top 10. actually, it says underneath it, it says Sproilix or whatever the number one is, is number one for eliminating the fake drugs that kill more oh, than 700,000. So maybe they are in order. People are on, yeah, it might be in some sort of order. Okay. But actually, so this whole like healthcare segment is a, a segment of the larger, like top 50 most innovative companies. So I think they definitely oh. are in an okay. order because okay. I think number one is like the coveted spot to be in. So, okay. Yeah. Well, I've got number seven. And nobody did Sproxel? No. <laughs> well, they, they, all look really, they all look really interesting. They I think do. we were just kind of, each of us kind of gravitated, gravitated toward one. Um, mm-hmm. So that's what we'll focus on. So Jackie, Walgreens, what, what's the deal? Walgreens. Well, I'll read the blurb here from the Fast Company article, which says, for redefining the role of pharmacy, a public spat last year with a prescription partner stalled Walgreens revenues and siphoned customers away. To counter the loss, the company bet on a more refined approach to patient care, which yielded new mobile app features that helps patients manage their medications, such as Pill Reminder and a web tool called Find Your Pharmacist, which lists local pharmacists by their expertise. Those efforts, combined with partnerships with the CDC and the Department of Health and Human Services to expand in-store HIV testing, created a new standard for the patient-pharmacy relationship. Um, And so I actually kind of looked into both the mobile app that they had and um, as well as that find of pharmacist. And, I mean, overall, just the stuff they're doing on their website is pretty impressive. Um, so they do have the mobile app um, where that has a pill reminder for you, um, so reminders on when to take your prescriptions. And then you can also transfer your prescription by scan from your phone now, which cool. to me would just be the coolest feature yeah. ever because – Every time I call Walgreens to refill my prescription, they ask for my prescription number, which I never know. Right. No so, one does. No, that. no one does. And then I hit zero ten times to be connected to a pharmacist, and this, the whole phone system is just. And does the app kind of does the app track your? Lets you know what like what prescriptions you've got out now, how many refills are remaining, that kind of stuff. Or? I believe so. Okay. Yeah, That's it kind of tracks all your prescriptions and tells you when to take them and just about everything. Um, so that's something I believe you download from their website. Um, and then the other thing, as um, part of that Fast Company article was saying, was this Find Your Pharmacist, which is an online search tool they have um, have on their website now. So you can actually find a pharmacist. You type in your zip code, and up pops the pharmacists in your area that work at Walgreens, which is kind of funny because 
when I did that, I saw the, you know, three or four pharmacists I see all the time. Not like I'm in the drugstore, like <laughs> every day. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but it helps you search based on, you know, some of them, you know, speak different languages and have different specialties cool. and expertise. So just a very cool feature they have. That's awesome. Um, and then just this partnership with the CDC and the fact that they're doing HIV testing mm-hmm. in stores is just quite cool and innovative, I think. Yeah, well, um, the, the thing about Walgreens that's interesting is like as a brand, they feel so old school. Like just the, the way they, the, I mean, they've been around for ever. I mean, I'm, I don't even know like when they began, but it yeah. must have been, God, I don't know when my grandparents were right it still yeah you still it still feels like just your old school kind of drug right but they seem to be like one of the more progressive yeah. companies out there on, on the pharmacy scene yeah this Online. makes me want to go transfer my prescription and i just i'm <laughs> go buy like, some drugs I'm at CVS now and i don't really have a good location to go to to get my prescriptions but then there's a thing that like you get 25 dollars for transferring your prescription so if you click on hmm. it it brings you to a YouTube video that actually shows you how to go about transferring your prescription. Because that's the biggest mm-hmm. hurdle. I don't yeah, know how, do you how do to it? Tra- yeah. transfer my prescription. Yeah. So that's really cool. Well, it looks like the app. I'm on the I'm in the Apple store right now on my phone looking at the app. It looks like it's mainly, it doesn't look like you can manage prescriptions. But as you said, the scanning feature, you can scan the barcode on your okay. prescription bottle and send that in yep. probably with your details of some sort to get that, well, Maybe when you scan the code in, it just get you, they'll have your details at that point. Um, but even so, I mean, I don't know that you would need to ma- necessarily manage your prescriptions on your phone as long as you can send in your refill mm-hmm. order that way. Right. That's can, pretty handy. As long as you can communicate with them that way, I think that that's huge. Yeah. And, you know, just as I was looking at their website, the stuff they have for being a, you know, like just a, a drugstore, <clears throat> kind of like almost... I kind of equate them to like a mini target. The amount of health resources and tools they have on their website is impressive. Like they have a women's health like center with blogs mm-hmm. and discussion and live chats. So, I mean, just in terms of what's yeah. out there and, you know, your competition, it's just crazy that you would ever consider Walgreens as like a resource for some of this, but it obviously is. Right. And they've got a clinic too, like a walk-in clinic, right? At, at least at some stores. Yeah. I don't think it's at every store, but I it's like the so. take care clinic or something like that. I've, yeah. I've never used. I've. I've. I the only I've time gone to one once, and I want to say it was like for like a sports physical in high school or something. Okay, you could just go and get it done there. Mm-hmm. It's nice. I used one at like a Walmart one time, only because it was partnering with the health system I'm in, health partners. But okay. it was. I mean, kind if of it's like anything like that, it's something. pretty. It's pretty convenient yeah. to just walk in there. I think I got like a strep test or something. Fortunately, it was negative. Negative means you don't have it, right? I, I, yeah, I would think I would so. Assume. Or does negative mean you have it? I couldn't imagine that a positive strep test meant you didn't have strep. <laughs> yeah, anything negative means you have No, don't have strep. Right. <laughs> so Walgreens, they are at number seven in the yeah. top ten. Yep. So now all so, they need is a new website. <laughs> their website's a little... Yeah, um, well, I was looking at, the, yeah. just looking at the Take Care Clinic website, and that's not too bad. I mean, it definitely could be better. Let me, look, let me bring up Walgreens' website. I haven't looked at that in... Just as another aside, on their website, they have yeah, a slew a of health niche. risk assessments Sweet, as well. I think for about 20 different things, which cool. is just crazy. So just as like a health resource, they do need a website overhaul, overhaul but yeah. the they stuff have, they offer is yeah. pretty impressive. They have great content. Yeah. Sure. Cool. All right. Well, the one that jumped out to me that I chose to dig into just a little, uh, a little deeper uh, came in at, let's see, what number did they come in at? Four. And that is Proteus Digital Health. And uh, what Proteus does, I mean, the, the, the center of their offering is that they, they, they are creating 
basically a, a, a sensor that you can ingest. It's like the size of a grain of sand and you take it with your, actually it looks a little bigger than that. That's, that's what they say. It's the size of a grain of sand. But when I look at this thing, it's a pretty damn big grain of sand. Um, Are you looking at the magnified s- picture on your web screen? Is that way? <laughs> well, they, they, they show some pictures of it like in little packages with, oh. um, with your medication that you would take during the day. And in in, you can, there's a sample video on their website that kind of walks you through a case study. Um, or maybe not a case study, but an example of how this product could be used. But anyway, you, you, you eat it and your stomach acid basically is what triggers it and turns it on and powers it. Then this sensor communicates with a patch that you put on your body, which then transmits via Bluetooth to like your phone or a tablet um, to, to basically provide some information about what's going on inside of your body. Really? Yeah. Just inside your tummy? Pretty much. That's so. So it's the, the idea is cool, and it sounded a little more grand um, when I for, when like with the overview on the uh, Fast Company article. So which is what drew me in to read more about it. Um, and I won't say I was underwhelmed when I got in and read more about it, but I was just just a little bit. Um, I think it's cool. I think it's great that someone's exploring this. Yeah. Um, the video. If you step through the video, there's a video on here that that shows a, a mother, uh, an older mother with her daughter. Um, who in the mother's health is declining and the daughter is helping the mother manage her health. And uh, the scenario that they set up is that the daughter is always concerned. She never knows if her mom is like taking her medications, what, you know, whatever. Right. Um, but now when her mom starts taking the, this Proteus uh, pill along with a re- regular medication, uh, it starts to transmit data that the daughter can then monitor to know better. Like how how well her mom's taking the medication, how active she's being, if she's moving around, because um, right. much like like a Fitbit sensor would be, or the Nike Fuel Band, or those things, um, it it monitors movement and it helps monitor sleep and that kind of thing. Wow. Um, but that's my question: is it sounds a little impractical when there are devices like the Fitbit or the Fuel Band or the Jawbone? Mm-hmm. What's the Jawbone one? And up. yeah, up. Um, so th- there are devices that that do this for the most part. It already, it monitors your activity. Um, of course, it doesn't tell you whether or not you've taken medication. Um, so I'm not sure. I mean, so the, the draw of something like this would be that, all right, you're already taking medication, so you're taking this thing with it. Right, right. Um, but then the fact that you ha- literally have to put something on you, that patch, which is the the Bluetooth transmitter and also what reads data from the grain of sand, quote unquote, right. that's inside of you. Um, you have to wear something already, much like you would have to wear a Fitbit or a job. Right. Um, so I'm a little torn as to whether or not, you know, like I said, the benefit is that you get into the habit of taking your pills. You have to take your pills, just take this along with it, but there's still, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, it's a little invasive. I mean, it's not invasive from the standpoint of like invasive surgery where they have to, you know, Right. cut into you and you talk about minimally invasive this is fairly minimally invasive um but it's still kind of an odd thing to think that you're swallowing some little transmitter and but it's cool don't get me wrong i'm just well, i'm trying to play devil's advocate here as well yeah. i'm trying to think though like how what is that track i mean it must track things different than the like well, the how things, and how useful is what it's gathering right that's that's my question too i mean the what it what it the the what it sends what it sends to the transmitter is um a when it when it's been ingested so assuming that it's being ingested when medication is being taken right that is now a record of when you've taken medication. Right. So that's one that's thing that a Fitbit's not going to, or a jawbone is not mm-hmm. going to track. So it doesn't just stay in your stomach. 
Well, I mean, that doesn't, that's a very right. stupid question, but you have to take one every time you take a pill? Right. Yeah. Oh. So yeah, basically your system passes it every time that you take it. So you take it every time you take your pill, every time you take your medication, okay. or at least once a day. I suppose if you're taking medication several times a day, you're not going to yeah. need to take one every time. I wouldn't right. think. Maybe you would. I can see it being valuable for someone whose medication is really sensitive to the time of day that you take it and making sure that you're like always taking it or even, you know, in that kind of case where someone has to make sure that maybe someone who's mentally, I don't know, not, not mentally, not fit. I don't know, <laughs> mm-hmm. is actually taking their medication and doing what they're supposed to be doing. Well, but, I would, yeah, we'll go ahead. I don't want to cut yeah. you off. But then I also, another way that I thought about it is, you know, my, a couple of my family members have celiac disease and I don't know if it can t- detect anything with how your body is responding to certain foods that you eat so that well, yeah. maybe you can, but it sounds like it's really tied to the actual pill taking. So right. I don't That's think what it at this like. point in time it has any sort of like indication of how your body reacts to certain foods. Right. But um, I think that could be really awesome. It could be, but it doesn't. More from, from what it sounds yeah. like here, it doesn't sound like it transmits that information. Yeah. And, it, and I'd be interested to know if this, if this pill or this grain of sand um, that they call it, if that's what's actually transmitting some of the other data. Mm-hmm. I couldn't imagine it. It's probably the patch that you put on that's got the, like a gyro, you know, gyro, whatever the, I can't remember the technical term for it, but it's the same thing that's in like your phone or that's in a Fitbit. Right, um, right. That is what is used to transmit like your steps that you've taken during the day, mm-hmm. um, your, your sleep activity and how often you moved when you were sleeping, that kind of thing that you can do with a Fitbit or jawbone. Um, I suspect that's probably coming off from the patch and not from the pill itself. Um, maybe there's some data that the pill is also transmitting to it during that time. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why it's so hard for me to wrap my head around this, but yeah. just the, I mean, I think the technology is really cool, but at the same time, like the information you would, right glean from that thing inside your stomach besides when you're ingesting medicine i'm having a hard time understanding That's, how valuable I, that I is. i am too because the other but some people must find it valuable right. because it's <laughs> yeah and and you know to katie's point i mean i think there's some the interesting there's some good cases for mm-hmm. for tracking it you know, but i think if somebody yeah. is already wants to if they're not if they're already somebody who like is against taking medication for whatever reason you certainly could easily just take this pill instead of taking it with your other pills because they're still two separate things right um so it's like i don't want to take that medication but i'm still popping this pill yeah. to make it look to my daughter and my doctor <laughs> that i'm taking it yeah. right um so it's which that in and of itself now also could be even more problematic mm-hmm. you know cuz before you could just lie about it now you can lie about it and but show proof that you're right. you know taking it i guess so anyway, I, and that's, and again, I just wanted to play a little devil's advocate there. I, it's, it's an interesting concept if it could tell more than what it seems to just say it could tell. Just your ingestions or whatever, um, yeah. But, but it's cool to see somebody exploring this space and exploring these possibilities. Mm-hmm. Um, and cool. as we see with, with all these technologies, you know, it starts as one thing that's fairly simple and evolves into something that gets pretty complex. So I'm sure mm-hmm. uh, we'll see something like this, whether it's from these guys or somebody else, yeah. do more of the things that might get us excited about um, what the product is. Yeah. Um, real quick. I'm just looking at their, they have a little future section and it says, um, in the future, an ingestible sensor could be integrated inside the medications you take and the products you use, helping to identify the time identity and characteristics of what you swallow. And then another thing that they point out is, um, they're working to create a new category of products and services that has the potential to significantly improve the effectiveness of existing pharmaceutical treatments leading to fundamentally new paradigms. So I'm wondering if maybe somehow this new thing that they're trying to come up with actually detects how 
your body reacts to certain medications and if it's working for you. I don't know. Well, that's and that pretty would be, complex. That yeah. would be valuable. I mean, right every now. medication, well, not every medication. Most medications do something pretty drastically different to your body. So that's, yeah. a, that's a pretty complex set of yeah. internal yeah. algorithms for this thing to figure out. Yeah. But if that's but, where it's going, hell, yeah. that's pretty awesome. It's one of the most innovative companies. So it maybe is. that is what they're it doing. It is. Cool. Yeah. So then I will wrap this up here. Um, I actually chose number 10, which I didn't realize they're ranked, but it's a very cool um, company called Sea Change Health. Um, and not SEA. Not SEA. SEE. <laughs> but that is interesting. Isn't there a Sea Change restaurant that, here? That's a restaurant. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. okay. Um, so basically, what Sea Change Health is, how they originally started was that they created products for United Healthcare. But they actually launched their own company, um, insurance company, and they um, function around the term of value-based benefits. And basically, their health insurance company incentivizes employees for doing health. So it's very wellness-oriented for doing things that can improve their health or identify health problems earlier. Mm -hmm. So... Instead of they, they make the differentiation between it's health insurance, not sick insurance, and it's rewarding people hmm. and paying for people to stay healthy rather than just paying for people when they're sick and they need to get healthy again. Yeah. So they say that this value-based um, system of healthcare improves health at lower costs and it rewards employees for taking steps to improve their health. Um, and yeah, I just thought it was really neat. Um, they they do really well on their website. They have this awesome video that walks you through like the whole philosophy behind the organization, and they do it really well. It's um, an animated video and just makes you really want that insurance <laughs> because you know <laughs> our team is trying to do a wellness initiative and yeah, um, we're you know we're all for like doing things to prevent future things, and that's what health insurance should be about. Mm-hmm. And it looks like they've made great made great strides there. Yeah. So. That's cool. awesome. Yeah, you know, I'd have to dig into the incentives a little bit. And like my health, my plan, my health insurance plan has some incentives, but they're mm-hmm. so small that it's Same, not yeah. even, it's almost not worth the hassle. Like $20 of, a month at a gym or something. Right, if the you, things like that. It's like, and I think for most people, that's not going to cut it. You've, if, if they're going to create an incentive system that people are truly going to value and truly going to use, mm-hmm. like your average Joe is going to do it. Um, you've got to have some pretty seriously awesome incentives. Yeah, and it looks like they're tailored to the, it almost seems like the employer can really almost customize the incentives, oh. probably on the amount that they pay for I was going to pick up the tab. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it says, um, we give health plans and large employers the ability to customize and rapidly deploy a health improvement and cost-saving solution that encourages and rewards employees to improve their health. So I'm assuming that the more you pay, the better the benefits of in- of uh, mm-hmm. keeping yourself healthy and the better yeah. results you see too. I would right. imagine. Well, and it's obviously yeah. in the best interest of an insurance company for you to be healthy because right. the healthier you are, yeah. the less they have to pay right. out the less for, for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, they just have to figure out that formula. How much can they give you back yeah. and still be profitable you know, line, yeah. their, line their wallets with as much as they need or want. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. But it feels better than, you know, I get a better feeling about them than I do. Oh Still yeah, normal health insurance company. The yeah. whole vibe. Yeah, is I don't very know. I'm, cyn- I'm cynical when it comes yeah. to a lot of that Adam stuff. <laughs> uh, I roll my eyes a little bit at their at their line about health insurance, not sick insurance. Because I mean, a car. What am I going to call my car insurance? Car wreck insurance? <laughs> no, it's car insurance. <laughs> 
okay, but there comes <laughs> a little cynicism. different. Yeah. <laughs> I, no. I think it's a cool company. I, I think it's an admirable uh, venture. Approach, Anything yeah. that somebody can do to get people off their butt to be healthier right. is going to be best for society in the long run anyway. So even yeah. if... Even if they're even more profitable at it, if people are healthier because of it, then that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Cool. Yeah. yeah. All right. So that is the Fast Company article. And then we had, how much time do we have left here? We are at, a, I got about five minutes. Okay. So we can dive into this one last thing. So speaking of wellness, mm-hmm. um, we've got a couple of examples of uh, looking mm-hmm. at wellness, wellness initiatives when they are done well and maybe when they are maybe not, not so well so or well. maybe not so believable yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe it just really pissed me off the message <laughs> yeah i think i think the one we could probably spend more time ripping apart would be yeah. the so we've got we a we probably just get to last that one. Yeah. so we've yeah. got well we've so so the, the example is something that was done well it was a star tribune article of um an initiative initiative in the city of new alm correct mm-hmm. new alm, and then, my family's from woo woo oh, okay. <laughs> i know that that yeah. is in minnesota south yep way. southern minnesota yep um, and that's where the that's where the Stein Lounge is in the uh, Holiday Inn, correct? Yes, you played there, didn't uh-huh. you? Yes, like, the band I played in it in college, and we traveled all over the, the Midwest. Day. We used to play at the Stein Lounge quite often. It is like the most like kitschy German town. Yeah, yeah. Is it what brewery? Shells. Um, Shells. Yeah. Gosh, yep. I should know that. Yeah, exactly. You should know. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I remember that place because it was a. It was always nice to play in hotels because we just stay there and we wouldn't be driving so much for the weekend. But b, okay. they would dock us fifty bucks for every time. After the second time, they had to tell us to turn it down. They started docking us fifty bucks. Oh really? Which was a little annoying. Oh wow! Yeah, so that's normally, kind of it. Normally, after the they told book. us twice, we made sure that it, it was uh, turned down. <laughs> so anyway, and then the not so well uh, example, or maybe the not so believable example. Um, comes from an Adweek article, and that's an initiative from Coke, which is, why don't we just dive into that one? Yeah. You can, if you want to read about the wellness initiative at New Alm, we've got a little yeah. bit Basically, it's just one? like a community-wide initiative that's mm-hmm. seen really great results, and people yeah. really think their community has gotten healthier. So it's, ten year, it's a pretty cool thing. It's a 10-year hearts beat back the heart project of New Alm. So... Check yeah. it out. Now yeah, it's really on. cool to look into. Now, but, yeah. now we can rip on or defend Coke. Let's see. <laughs> yeah. Let's see where we go. Are you going to defend? Oh no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. So this Adweek article features a, an ad by Coke, and it says the soda giant makes an awkward first stab at addressing obesity, and it's this ad that talks about what Coke has done to address the. Um, issue of obesity um, mm-hmm. in the U.S. And um, right away, they just say, throughout the whole ad, what I noticed is they say, we did this, and we did this, and we did this. And they're talking about their diet sodas, and they're talking about just lower-calorie options and um, what's been done, um, mm-hmm. lower-calorie options in schools, yada, yada, yada. Um, well, and it's also about like their other products, like vitamin waters yeah. and water. and yeah, Which really irks me. First of all, because they talk about themselves the whole time. They're just like, we did this, we did this, we did this, we did mm-hmm. this. And and then they, first of all, the issue of diet soda is not even good for you. And they're like presenting it like it's this like life-changing alternative. <laughs> and it's like, no, okay. Maybe if you just had like all natural flavored waters or something, it'd be different. But anyways. Um, if you squeeze really berries directly this. into this water. <laughs> but uh, they also like talk about in the end they say something along the lines of if you don't burn more calories than you ingest then you're going to put on weight and it's like okay first of all 
everybody knows that. Or not, maybe not everybody knows that. I don't know. I shouldn't say that. But they make it, they say something along the lines of all calories count, um, including Coca-Cola, but it's like, but we're not the whole problem here, mm-hmm. even though soda is a huge problem in, for obesity. And um, so, yeah, that's my take. So I'll let you guys uh, chime in now. Yeah, well, you know, I think it's um, it's interesting that they take this stance on it. Um, you know, obviously, it's it's good that they have options that are low mm-hmm. cal. Yeah. Um, to your point, smaller portions. To, their, to your yeah. point, though, to to get some of that flavor back, the trade offs you have to make are to put other things in that aren't right. necessarily that healthy mm-hmm. for you, whether it's mm-hmm. you know aspartame or yeah. whatever it might be. All of which, in my opinion, is just tastes horrible. I can't. I, I cannot know, drink diet too. pop. It's just ugh, makes me sick. Yeah, and um, it's not good for you. But yeah. But the 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 thing there's the, there's a demand for that stuff. I mean, there's money to be made. That's mm-hmm. why that's why they're in the that's why they do it. If there wasn't money to be made in this stuff, I doubt that Coke would be making diet Coke or making vitamin water. Or I mean, there's a market for it. There's a demand mm-hmm. for it. There's money to be made. That's why they're doing it. Um, but it's it's it's. I feels insincere. They don't <laughs> yeah. care. But they don't just try, want to make money. Don't try to well, tell us you're making our world healthier by serving yeah. smaller portions to children. And Seriously, it's just, I, you know, I just roll my eyes at it. I mean, they're just this, you know, behemoth company who essentially, like I was, I think I mentioned this to Adam earlier, you know, Coke will be equated as crack in a few years, I bet, you know, for these little kids, like putting them in these vending machines and it's just, I just feel like they're trying and they're digging and mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just such a hard it's, sell for me. I, maybe I commend what they're trying to do, but it's just, it's still Coke. It would be different that if sense? they were maybe doing something like drink more water and drink more of our water. You can, our still, drink, water. <laughs> you can still drink Coke, but just remember the amount of water you need each day and to try and substitute whatever Dasani. That's, that's well, fine kind if of they want to market their water. Well, but eh. they're like, you know, here's all the great beverages we make, not just Coke. And but I'm thinking like maybe focusing more on like one behavior, like drinking more water or something that improves your overall wellness rather than saying like, here are all our low calorie options that are actually really bad for you. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I don't know if they're all bad for you. I guess I don't know enough about like the vitamin waters and that kind of stuff. I couldn't imagine they're as good as water. They're probably better than drinking pop, I would imagine. And I, you know, just to to give them a little bit of the benefit of the doubt, I don't, you know, I tend to not just look at all corporations as evil, you know, entities who just want to line their wallets. Um, although I have a feeling sometimes I want to look at health insurance companies like that. (laughs) Um, so, you know, I, I, I think it might be going far to say they don't care. The bottom line is they don't care because I, I can imagine that they're on some level they care. Um, obviously at at the end of the day, it's about making money. I, um, I got dropped a note here. (laughs) from someone else who's eavesdropping in our podcast. (laughs) And I suppose this is kind of the same, but not really. Um, Do you remember when we talked about, this would have been on a podcast, maybe like, maybe it was a Super Bowl last year, but Chipotle's ad Mm -hmm. about how they were integrating Natural, or the natural local, local farm the same thing. And I, well, I love the ad, but I also commended them for integrating, you know, farm, raised local foods into their yeah for sure steez and so <laughs> local so, steers into their steez yeah local steers into their steez <laughs> so i think that um i'm being criticized for kind of saying the same thing about coke like they're they're essentially kind of the same thing but i draw a distinction but yeah coke, but coke and, is all these chemicals and 
Coke, there's nothing healthy about Coke. Okay, there are some elements of Chipotle. That <laughs> not are much after, good after, for you. after they've been all fried up and no, they're wrapped not fried. Wrapped okay. in sour but cream they use and a all natural ingredients. Four thousand carb shell. You can have veggies. You can have brown rice. You can have a whole grain tortilla. Oh well, yeah, they're and they're, act, they're, but, they're they're real things combined into something that's at the end, even mm-hmm. though it's not necessarily super healthy. It's still real things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's that's actually like a real naturally occurring food in you the. Know, and what, what I liked about Chipotle um, and what I think I defended them on wasn't necessarily even the fact that they were saying we're using you know, grass-fed cattle. I liked the fact that they were actually using a certain percentage of local – they're tapping the local market in each market, right. which I liked, rather than just you know, getting the, the pink slime from China or whatever that was <laughs> right. that you know, everyone else was making their <laughs> stuff out of. Um, so that, that, that's what I, I liked about their message, if well, I recall. And if Chipotle put a message out there about how they were – you know, trying to, I don't know. I would struggle with the message about how they're trying to make the, well, and it wasn't a wellness message. I don't think that's not what I got from them. I feel like Coke's trying to say, you know, we've reduced calorie consumption and we're kind of bettering lives. And that's more of a stretch If Chipotle sent that message. I think I would have a hard time getting on board with that for Chipotle. It was more of a, you know, we're trying to be organic. We're trying to be local. Um, you know, it's 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 def- and, there's definitely parallels to be drawn between the yeah, two messages. I can see and, that, and it's you know it's trying to make something that you're doing and that you might do anyway, you know, look Better. good. Yeah. And you know, obviously, that's going to be in the best interest of most people who are in the business of mm-hmm. making money. So it's kind of how it goes. But the person who dropped the note might have a slightly good point, but it's a little <laughs> a slightly good point. Um, so. All right. Well, I think that's the last thing on our agenda. We'll have to sign off for Katie. I think she just... I think she had to plug a meter. <laughs> oh, her meter is about to expire outside. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, let's let's sign it off there. So for the uh, Arrogant Healthcare Marketing Bastards, this is Adam Meyer. Katie Streeter. <laughs> and Jackie Rotaco. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, guys. We'll catch you next time. 